Well, it's lovely to be along here tonight, and it's great to be in the house of the Lord and to worship him, isn't it? And it's great to be saved. And you know, there was a, a verse that's just been spoken three times already. It was on my heart this morning. I wrote it down, Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. He never changes. Our circumstances and everything around us change, but he is always the same. He's our faithful friend, and he is able to do what he did yesterday, today, and in the future as well. Um, there's a wee verse just, um, that is my verse, I call it. It's Psalm 28, verse 7. It says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. I like that because it says, I am helped every time I read it. It wasn't that he just did help me in the past, but he continually helps me. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song will I praise him. Well, tonight I want to tell you about what God has done in my life. He's a wonderful saviour, and he's a constant friend through many dark times in my life. And the Lord, Lord not only saved me, but he healed me as well. Um, and I'll talk about that in a wee minute. But just after I got saved, the Lord put this verse in my heart. And Isaiah 12, verse 4, and it says, And in that day you shall say, Praise the Lord and call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people and make known that his name is exalted. And that's what I want to do tonight is to lift the Lord Jesus up. Because it's nothing about me. And I'm nobody special. And I'm just a mummy and... Uh, uh, a wife and do you know but God has done amazing things for me and what he's done for me he can do for you as well um, I was brought up in I was born in Oma way down in County Tyrone and I had the privilege of being brought up in a Christian home with my brother my mum and dad um, but you know just because you're brought up in a Christian home doesn't mean that you're saved and I knew from I was no height that God loved me that the Lord Jesus died for me and I knew I was a sinner because I did plenty of things wrong, but yet something kept stopping me from being saved. And you know, the devil will use every trick in the book. And even, I was a very shy child, and I was always worried about what people thought of me. And I was always scared about, you know, being, being having friends and things. So, um, and my dad, he was the opposite. He had a shop in the town at that stage, and he would have witnessed at every opportunity. And this used to embarrass me. And you know, I'm embarrassed saying that now, because I thank God for the faithful witness that he was in my life. And it wasn't until I was 15 that um, God spoke to me. I was in a youth fellowship one night, and I'm sure everybody there that night probably thought I was a Christian, because I knew what to say and how to act in front of Christians. But God knows our hearts. And, you know, maybe you're in this meeting tonight and maybe people here think you are saved or maybe you're trying to pretend to be saved. I don't know, but God knows your heart and you know where you stand before him. And that night, it was a video. A video, it's a long time ago. <laughs> it was one of them big TVs where you had to press the buttons and all. <laughs> um, but there was a video about the end times and God really challenged me that night because I knew if the Lord came back and I had to stand by in front of him, I had no excuse because I knew what he did in Calvary for me. And yet the devil was just putting all these thoughts in my mind. But sure, you'll lose your friends. Like, what? You know, it sounds so silly now, but yet that was important to me as a child. And maybe if you're a young person here tonight and you'd love to become a Christian, but you think you'll lose your friends or what will you do or things will get hard for you, there's, there's nothing too hard the Lord will undertake for you and he'll bless you beyond any measure anything you've had to give up for him he will just give it back to you again 
the Lord says, I have come into this world that you might have life and that you might have more abundantly. Your life only begins when you become a Christian. I know I battled that night in my bed, but praise God, the Lord saved me that night. Despite of myself, the Lord is so long-suffering, isn't he? And so caring, and he, he drew me to himself that night. You know, many times I failed him over the years. As I went, I went up to Belfast to work as a florist, and um, and but the Lord knows each of our fears and our weaknesses. I still was shy, and I still found it hard to just speak about being a Christian. But every time I prayed and asked God for help, He undertook, and He that's what He does. In 1998, I married my husband Andy, and six months later, I felt I didn't understand it, but the Lord was opening a door for me to open my own florist business. So I started to do weddings and functions and. I did the work for Hillsborough Castle there for the garden parties and things. And life on the outside looked really good and it was really busy and we were just playing about all over the time. But, you know, my health was starting to deteriorate and I didn't understand what was wrong. And there was also, we were, didn't see many sign of us having any children. So it was a really hard time for us, even though on the outside it looked okay. But um, an answer to prayer came in 2005 when Samuel, our first boy, was born. And then in 2008, God gave us Nathan. And we praise God that he undertook for that. But in the middle of that, now I had other problems, health problems and stuff I'm not going into tonight, but in 2007, in between the birth of those two boys, we lost a wee baby. And, you know, that was a really, really dark time for us. And I had been so sick with my health and I was so busy. And this was just like the final straw. And I just remember... I had nothing left to deal with. I just couldn't cope in myself. And I just surrendered it all over the Lord. And I says, Lord, you're going to have to take control because I cannot do this. And you know, see the minute we do surrender to the Lord, that's when he can work. And he did. And he came and he gave me a strength and he gave me a peace through the coming years that I can't even explain. God doesn't always take away our problems. And sometimes we have to go through them. And this is something that I couldn't escape from. And I had to keep going on, but God gave me the strength to go through it. And Psalm 9, verse 9 says, The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed and a refuge in the time of trouble. Well, we kept going on, and even a couple of weeks after that, actually, then I was in hospital, and then three months later, I had to get my gallbladder out. So it kept going on, and things just didn't get brighter, but that's life, isn't it? And, you know, everybody here has their struggles and their trials, but if you're a Christian, God is with you through them all. And in 2011, when I thought, sort of, well, surely I've had my fair share of them now, and I thought things will maybe get better, well, it actually just got worse. And that's when I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. And I was told there was no cure, and you just have to live with it the rest of your life. Now, if anybody doesn't know what it is, it's just your body just nearly goes into meltdown. I had muscle, joint, and bone pain all the time, just constantly. I, my brain was just like mush brain fog, as my husband says. I'm just like that anyway. <laughs> but um, I would have got me, got me very low mood. I just couldn't cope with loud noise, with stress, with everything. And my life completely changed from running about, not even thinking about my health, being able to jump in my van and deliver flowers and do all these things, to literally... Some days not being able to walk hardly from one room to the next. There was one Saturday and I couldn't get out of my bed. And that's when I realised something serious was wrong because I had to come and ask my husband to help me to lift me up out of my bed. And I thought if there would have been a fire in the house, I couldn't have actually escaped. 
And that was the difference in my life. And it really did change dramatically. And here I was with two wee young boys, which were, I think, about sort of two and five at that stage, and, uh, and a business to run. And some days I just could hardly move about. So needless to say, my business had to close. And it took all my energy and willpower just to get me about from day to day. And if I went out for one day, maybe to meet friends or something, I'd have to make sure I was in the house for two or three days. Maybe people can here can relate to this. And, and I'd have to prepare before I went out as well. And I was taking eight strong painkillers every day. And that didn't really take away the pain. It just meant that I could get my children dressed, get them to school and make the dinner. And that is really what it came down to. And many times I felt like I could not face another day. And I never doubted my faith, but life's hard sometimes, isn't it? And life can really press down on you. And it is a battle sometimes just to, to pick yourself up each day and go on. And when I went out, of course, nobody really knew because, as we all do, you walk out in the street and you say, how are you? And we all go, I'm fine. <laughs> and yet inside you can be breaking and really your heart's breaking inside. And so many of us do that. I couldn't even explain to my husband or my family how I was feeling because I didn't want to worry them. So I bottled this all up. But you know, praise God, he understands. And we do have a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And he knows us better than we know ourselves. Psalm 139 says, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down sitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thy compass, my path, and my lying down are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. And he understands everything about us. Sometimes I couldn't even pray. And sometimes things were just so hard. But the Lord hears your heart. And if you are really burdened with something tonight, just lift your heart to the Lord and he will help you. And I just want to say to you that you are never, ever alone. If you are a child of God and you are saved, never think that there is no hope. There is hope. And the Lord understands everything you have been going through, even in the darkest times. Just keep looking to him. And you know, it was very encouraging, that first worship song, Wonderful, Merciful Saviour. That is one of, that is a really dear song to me, actually, because through my sickness, I would have put that on and that lifted me sometimes. I love that song. And I would have put scripture in the kitchen. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Sometimes I had to repeat that just to get the boys to the bus, to drive them to the bus. It's a little things. But you keep claiming God's promises and you keep worshipping him. And God will build your strength and help you. Um, but uh, God wants to be in... This is what I learned, because I think you learn so much even through the darkest times. God wants to be in the detail of our lives, not just on a Sunday or in just for one hour a day. Every single wee detail, God wants to be in it. And sometimes we are fussing about and we're running about and we're stressing about everything. We're stressing about the future and what's going to happen tomorrow and all. I know God spoke to me that we verse, be still and know that I am God. And how many times do we actually be still? I was still in my body because I physically couldn't go anywhere. But my mind was racing and going mad and just thinking, I'm not a good mummy. How can I become a good wife? Because I can't hardly keep up with the housework. I can't take my children to all these after-school activities. All these things. But you know, that doesn't matter. Um, God says, be still and let him listen for his voice and let him work in your life. Sometimes we try and fix it ourselves, don't we?
But I used to think that we had, I just had to keep my head down and grip my teeth until it was all over. But God has much more. He wants much more for our lives than that. He wants to be our strength and even to bring us joy and peace in the midst of our storm. And he can give you, and there's times, honestly, just in the midst of my pain, I know the Lord was there and just really blessed me. And he can do the same for you. Do you know, and even just by looking for what God has blessed you in your life as well, can help as well, just by the little things, just even having a roof over your head, just having a family around you, and all these little things. So sometimes we rush about in our life and we, we just take them for granted. If we count our blessings, God has been so good to us. Well, in December 2015, I it was a very difficult Christmas because I was really struggling now, and I couldn't see an end to this illness and I just thought this is me for the rest of my life and I don't know how I'm going to cope but at New Year's Eve the Lord really spoke to me through the verse Isaiah 43 and 19 behold I will do a new thing now it shall spring forth shall you not know it I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert and I thought well that's lovely <laughs> and I thought that's really nice and it encouraged me but I didn't know what was going to happen I just thought well thank you Lord I'm just going to wait and expect that something nice will happen but I never for one minute think thought of what he was going to do um but anyway we had I had been going to the free Presbyterian church most of my life we had been going there and it felt God had spoke to us sort of to move would move closer to home to Donna Cloney Elam in June 2015 and um so there was a healing service announced on the 31st of January 2016 and I wasn't sure I was going to go or not because yes our minister and our elders would have believed in praying for the sick but maybe at home but when I'd never in my life been to a healing service and I just didn't know what it was like to be honest and you know the fear of the unknown and my friends kept saying to me would you just go for prayer and I was going I don't know I'm just not sure <laughs> and and deep down I thought could God heal me I believe God is God but I thought would he heal me like and Maybe there's a reason why I have to be like this. And was it his will for my life? And there was all these things were going on in, in my heart. But anyway, I thought, well, I'll go and I'll sit at the back and just see what's happening. <laughs> and I came in and there was no seats at the back. And I had to come right to the second seat. And I thought, Lord, are you trying to tell me something here? And then Pastor Ken, or Pastor there, he spoke about just how about how sometimes we feel unworthy to come before God. And that's the way I had felt. And you know, but God wants us to come to him. That should be our first port of call, not our last hope, but we should come to God and ask him for his help because he's wanting to be there for us. And then um, lastly, which sort of spoke to me was they sang, I surrender all. And that really just spoke and I just realized that God was saying to me, have I ever actually surrendered my illness and my circumstances over to him? So that night I went up for prayer, which was just what it was. It was just the pastor and the other men praying for you. And what we should be doing is when two or three are gathered together in his name, there I am in the midst. And there he is. And and you know what? I There was such a peace and just a lovely presence of God in that meeting. And I felt no different when I sat in my seat, apart from just a wonderful peace 
And I remember saying, Lord, even if you haven't healed me, I'm just glad I was here tonight just to experience that. And I knew, and I knew, I said, God, I know you can heal me, but if you don't, I trust you to give me the strength to keep going on. But um, well, that, that, that night when I went home, my daily reading, it, it said, it was, and he said unto me, I know it's took out of context, but this was just at the top, it said, Revelation 21, verse 6, it is done. And I thought, oh, <laughs> I wonder. And I still doubted. I still thought, Lord, could you have healed me? So the next day I got up and how I realized I was, because I went to reach for my tablets, and before even lifting my arm up, it would have felt as if there was a real weight and a pain in my arm. And I knew the minute I left, I thought, oh, I don't think I have this pain here anymore. And it was gone. And that's all. <laughs> it, it was away. And I kept going, have I? And I kept moving and walking and thinking, Lord, have you healed me? And praise God, he did heal me that night. And this is just two and a half years ago. Next two weeks, I was on those strong painkillers. I had to be wise, and I didn't want to take them because I knew I had no pain, but I had very bad withdrawal symptoms from them, so I had to just wean myself off them for the next two weeks. And that that was it then, that the Lord um, saved me, or healed me that night. And I just, I can't praise God enough for it. You know, I still have trials and troubles, as we all do. But be encouraged that God is still, as we've said before, the same yesterday, today and forever. He still does heal. You know, if you aren't saved, I just, I couldn't say to you enough, what is holding you back? You know, don't let anything, don't let any of the devil's lies. He will try and put you off every way he can. But you will not start living until you have a personal faith with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I would just urge you tonight, you know, like I did that night when I was 15, don't turn your back on the Lord. If he's speaking to you tonight, don't turn your back on him and just put your faith and trust in him. You know, if you're burdened tonight, if you have sicknesses, if you have burdens and troubles of your own, I just pray that you will just know a touch for him. There's a wee verse that I like, and it's in the Amplified Version. You'll know it very well, but in the Amplified Version of the Bible, it explains it better. And this, I'm just going to leave this with you. First Peter 5 and 7. Seven, casting the whole of your care, all of your anxieties, all of your worries, all of your concerns once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Isn't that lovely? And I just trust tonight that each one of you will just know, just keep looking to the Lord, keep claiming his promises. And I just, just pray that, and if anybody's here that's not saved, don't leave it another night. I trust that you'll come to the Saviour. Thank you.